Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 172. We made it. We made it. And uh, if all of you who are watching are wondering, Ed's not crying. He just has something in his eye. I had to take my contact out. (laughs) It was, I I threw it away. Oh, good. I just threw it away. I I tried to put it back in and it got worse. So just look at the red contact wearers. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes they just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to take up for you and address that to the audience in case they, in case they are looking into your eyes. I don't think there's anybody out there that cares that much about me. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) The people I know that care the most about me, they ain't watching this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Does that say something about you or the podcast? Yes. Okay. All of the above. So, all right. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing doing good. I'm doing good. good. Did you see in our question form, I just looked at it before we came in here, looking to see the questions for today. They weren't in there because you'd already moved them. But the uh, someone has sent in more names for the podcast. Oh. In the question form. Our super fans. I said on the Not Great uh, Parents podcast that we have super fans. Molly also laughed at me. Mm. And I said, they laugh at me on the other podcast as well. Yet... We have now had two people, or the same person, two different times. Ah, right. Do you want to tell us what they are? Uh, I'd have to look them up. I can't remember what they so are. So they but weren't I, memorable. Well, I didn't say we have good superfans. <laughs> I just said we have superfans, well, and they are. They right may in. be the quality of the podcast. I. That's very. The possible. fans may be. They might be better the than the podcast. The fans are reflection of the podcast, but. Anyway, I just wanted to say, keep sending them in. We eventually will actually look at them and maybe we'll take do them a whole, seriously. Maybe we'll do a whole series if we get enough, a whole session on. We will list all of them hmm. and, and let and people vote. vote. Do a and bracket. then whichever one they choose, we will not pick. That's right. <laughs> it is known within our social media team that there's nothing our social media team loves more than coming up with uh, brackets. So we can come up with brackets and let people vote. There is a fun uh, in coming up with uh, uh, brackets for things. So, uh, well, I will say, speaking of fans, uh, we had our probably our most popular podcast episode last week. I, I, you told us that, and I'm surprised. Lots of folks were interested in seeing uh, whether or not people from the Old Testament went to heaven. And we gave conclusive evidence. Maybe some of them. Knew, I guess. I don't think any of them knew anybody in the Old Testament. I can't <laughs> no. imagine that they. Maybe awfully concerned. Perfect. What perfect. if it was someone from the Old Testament <laughs> who has their name Google alert every time it says Old Testament guy Hezekiah's like here I go Google alert get on my super fans. So Who's the guy that never died. Enoch. 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 And, and, and Elijah. Elijah. It says a little something that our youth minister doesn't know. Those two. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I don't. I don't know what that means, but uh, you should email. You should have sent that in, uh, Sawyer. It could have been anonymous at that point. It could have been anonymous and go. I'm just wondering, not because it matters. <laughs> I'm assuming. I was gonna say. I'm gonna assume since it doesn't matter. There's never been a. I've never had a teenager go. Tell me about Enoch. Yeah. No. That's only the listeners to this podcast. Maybe. Oh, most of them gonna have to go look up. Oh, they're going, and that will be a question. Tell me about Enoch. Speaking of questions from children, uh, this one that we have today. Look at that segue. This one today actually was framed that way. Someone sent in a question anonymously again. 
but it says they have, their child has a question for us. I would like to say, if you're making your child watch this podcast <laughs> and it's not punishment, that's sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe they want an answer to give to their child. I, found, I, I did find out the other day that a friend of mine who goes to this church, whose uh, daughter who's two and a half, going on three, or maybe has just turned three, um, who refers to me as daddy's friend all the time, apparently I have replaced Coco Melon as oh. her preferred watching. They just, they'll just turn on sermons that I'm on, and she will sit down at three years old to watch daddy's friend. Well, uh, let, me tell, let me tell you something about that. That kid also used to listen to sermons. Oh, on, no, 100%. On, so. That's what I told them. He would <laughs> ask me, What's, who's a really good preacher? And then I'd find him just listening to them. <laughs> listening to Charles Stanley go on and, and on. lots of other people that none oh, of you yes. all would know. Yes. That's, that's just weird. So, well, <laughs> I want to be clear. This is a three-year-old. Mm. I think they may just like the tone of my voice. I don't think uh, the three-year-old well, is... Well, uh, you are the loudest. That, that is true. Sure. Yes, you that are. is true. Okay. So. Here is the question. My child wants to know how God forms human beings. I was a kid that sits around and thinks about that, apparently. Are our souls created? Yeah, this is a 34-year-old who just lives with their parents. <laughs> and they still refer to them as their child. I am assuming this it's a young child. This is the question, Sawyer emailed <laughs> <laughs> so you emailed it to his mom back in Missouri and said, can you send this in for me, please? Well, for whoever, <laughs> however old the child, they want to know, are our souls created and with God before our bodies are born, or does God create the soul while we are being formed in the womb? And they want us to address uh, two scriptures from the Old Testament, Jeremiah 1.5 and Psalm 139, 13-17, about how God forms us. Do we take those scriptures literally or not? So what do we want to tackle first? It feels like those are two different questions. It feels like there's the question Mm -hmm. about... uh, How does God form us is is a biology question. I guess. It's a human... Yeah, I mean... Well, yes, then there may be three questions. So there's there's the how does God form us biologically. There's then this question about the soul existing before the body. Yes. And then there's another question about, do I take Jeremiah 1, 5, you know, literally? Mm-hmm. So I guess the I would say the same thing about the biological question is, uh, I am not a very uh, scientific-minded person, even just in my own. I know both of you are more interested in kind of... But biology sci- didn't interest me that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I know. like chemistry. I like mm-hmm. other sciences. But yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm just saying, for me, I, as far as how God forms our bodies our, our, as human beings, my answer to that would be science is doing a pretty good job of figuring that out these days. And mm-hmm. I think I think to say, how does God do it? I, I think it is perfectly okay for a believer to say what science is revealing about the way that human bodies are formed. God is active involved in that. I remember reading, I do think that, I think and honestly I think that's a good answer to give to your yes. your your child because what you don't want to put your child in the conflict of is saying there's this answer that spiritual people believe that's different than the biological answer that people have mm-hmm. because God is at work through this I mean all truth is God's truth. I if it's true it's Jesus is the truth, right. and it all is flowing from that. Mm-hmm. So 
we know how that takes place. And I would just say, God set up a process through which, you know, and if you want to have the whole talk about sex, this is a great opportunity. Congratulations for the mm-hmm. opening. Yes. Uh, this is how that takes place. Well, and to say that even just that God set up the process does not mean that God also is not actively involved in the process. Oh, right. no, that's right. That, that's you know, right. I remember hearing, I that's think right. it was Alistair McGrath, who's a um, British well, apologist. He The way he said it was, uh, just because we know the the process that electrons take to strike lightning and we think we have somehow surpassed the supernatural world of the ancients that's does right. not mean that God is not behind every every bolt of lightning that's exactly and every right. sound of thunder. That God is still actively involved as uh was it Colossians says Jesus is holding everything, holding everything in right. creation together. So I think the biological or biology how, that's the how. Right. And we know God God is, God is the why. Right. And, you know, he's behind all those mechanisms, but that's the mechanism of it. Yeah. As far as soul, you know, and I don't know, we have never talked about this, the three of us, and this may be a whole wrench that we just have to junk this whole recording. <laughs> uh, you know, the idea that soul, body, spirit are all, they're talked about separately in the Bible, but that we are somehow not all one. We're just, I mean, we are... We are a complete person. We are soul, body, and spirit. The thing. Right. Mm-hmm. The idea that lots of people have that about souls being separate and we're, you're really your soul and your body doesn't really matter and mm-hmm. those kind of things. That's really a Greek philosophy idea that has been From brought Plato. into. Yeah. yeah, Plato is the one that came up with that, that has been imported into Christianity and is really not taught in the Bible. True. Mm-hmm. It's just, and and it gets us in trouble in a lot of places. The idea, well, I don't want to go into that. I don't want to get too far off track on that. It affects a lot of the way that people wind up thinking about themselves and other people and people who are dead and people who are pre-born, all of that kind of stuff. We are, we're just a person. A person is a soul, body, and spirit. Mm. We We are all of that. It's not, we have three different parts. No, right. we are that. We are that. We are that. Mm. And it it all affects us. You know, I used to say to people before, I, and I didn't really understand that. That's a later understanding for me. When people mm-hmm. say, what did you, you know, I did not understand that. I did not understand that mm-hmm. the culture, you know, has impacted the way we see some things mm-hmm. until I began to read people that uh, have not been as impacted through the history, like Eastern Christianity does mm-hmm. not think about this the same way that mm-hmm. we tend to. And um, yeah, I remember growing up, um, there was a lot of emphasis on when we talked about salvation, uh, there was a lot of emphasis on saving my soul. Right. Right. But there was no no thought of any other part of me right. being redeemed or saved. It was just, and it, so it gave me this idea that what when the Bible talked about saving me, it was just talking about some disembodied right soul that I have that's inside my body right now. I'm going to shed off this body and I'm going to be something else. But when as I grew and understood and learned that that like you said was an imported idea into this right. text. When we talk, when the Bible talks about salvation, us being redeemed and saved, 
uh, it it's talking about the whole thing. Yeah, the being, the the, the, the yeah, whatever well, you, whatever term. I can't think of the right. There is a term that is used the for word that. Is, but I can't the word is soul. We just have we have switched it out. So in Hebrew, the word for soul, I believe, is nephesh, which mm, is a reference is. to your entire. I thought being. that was spirit. I think ruach. Is ruach, spirit. you're right. Exactly. I think ruach you're is exactly spirit. Right. Nephesh is in relation to your entire being. In fact, I love the Bible Project. I think you guys like the Bible mm -hmm. Project. They have a really good um, series on um, the Shema, the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and they talk about each of those things. Jesus adds strength to it, which is not in the original Shema to kind of, and so they kind of go through each of those and what it is, and when they talk about soul, it really is a capturing of this embo your embodied spirit and mind that yeah. those that those things that we know that there is something uh, there is a mind we know this from philosophy and from the bible there is a mind that is distinct from my brain yeah, that there is right. the physical part of my brain but there is a mind that exists mm -hmm outside yeah. it's not separate it's just distinct from yeah. it's very much like the thing we were talking about with biology can explain how a human being comes to be biology can tell me what what is happening with my brain it cannot tell me what i'm thinking i think jason's because, used an example before that with my mind i can think about my brain right like That's it right. gives me the ability yep. My mind allows me to think about myself your soul is the way that at least in the old testament they talk about this combination. Your being mm -hmm. is your mind, soul. I mean, your mind, spirit, mm -hmm. body, all really in. It's three dimensions of the same being. Mm. Um, and so, to the question, this would be my thing of um, how did they phrase it? Because I want to do justice well, to the. I, I'll just rephrase what I think they're asking. Okay. Um, they're they're really looking at at what point does God create a human being? The, who they are like are do we like exist in some other form in heaven with right. God and then he puts us into a body and then we go on or is the body and soul and all the person being created right there in the womb and the reason they're asking that is because of those two scriptures they they bring up of how you know in Jeremiah it says before you were formed in the womb I knew you mm -hmm. and then in Psalm it talks about forming you in the inner parts and, mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff so they want to know how how much of that is literal that we are formed in our mother's womb or do we, does that happen before or after I think the first part of it of the soul being like implanted into the body once again comes more from yeah. I, and I think maybe your kid maybe they've seen this movie the Pixar movie Soul is a good uh, oh, yeah. representation of what most people think it happens. Oh, that yes. there's this soul that's kind of the real me and it's mm -hmm. passion. And it goes into a body and then when I die, it leaves my body and mm -hmm. it kind of comes back and forth. I think that's more of a, what we said earlier, this platonic Plato version mm -hmm. of what Plato, not Play-Doh. <laughs> Plato's version of what our soul is. Whereas I think a better representation in the Hebrew form is... When he says, "I formed you in your in, in in your mother's womb," you know, I saw your unformed substance. Mm -hmm. I knit you together in your mother's wounds. In you know, intricate detail. I think he's referring to all of you, and not just some physical matter that exists within a body. He is saying, "I formed you," mm -hmm. just like I wouldn't say to my wife, "Like I love, I love, I love your soul." but I'm not crazy about your body. <laughs> or I love your body, I ain't crazy about anything else you got going on. Like, 
it's, it's an insult. Either way you say it's an insult. It's an yes. insult. Because and it's we not, know we're one. Yes. We know we are. And it's not really possible. Everyone's kind of aware. What I'm, I'm, I may love flesh, but that's not you. Right. right or my flesh is me. Like you have to, you have to figure it out. And so my answer to this question, and I'll stop talking, is I think in Jeremiah one five when he says, "I knew you before I formed you." I don't necessarily know that that even means you existed before you, you existed came before yeah. you existed. I think what he means is almost like when I would say to my daughter, "I loved you before I met you." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was a you that you hadn't even, we hadn't even conceived you yet. But I knew Mm -hmm. that before, you know, and I say this to my daughters all the time. I chose to love you before we ever even decided to foster. Before we ever foster, I decided whoever was coming through, I'm going to love that kid. I'm going to love who they are. And so I think when God is saying, I knew you before I formed you, the benefit is he's the one who gets to form you. So what he's saying is, is I thought you up. That's my interpretation of those verses. Yeah. I think I'd agree with that. I do too. I, I I was sitting here thinking about a thing that I heard Dallas say uh, the only time I heard him speak in person, and he he said every action, every every action we take, every every word we say, which is an action, uh, is starts with a thought, mm-hmm. and the same. And he said, and the same is true with God. Mm-hmm. So when God you began as a thought for God. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and God has the capability of thinking about you before you are, mm-hmm. just like we do. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that cost, you know, that that's how it all starts. Now, I think the definitive answer, uh, one of our elders that I'll smile about, I don't know whether he watches or not, the definitive answer to this question is, we, we don't, don't know. know. Right. <laughs> the, defini- the definitive answer is the Bible doesn't clearly say. That's right. So you've asked us a question. We've given you some really, well, we think are good thoughts about it, and some that probably aren't. <laughs> but the truth is, yeah. this does exist in the realm of we don't know, which in a lot of the, these we have to also hang on to. If we don't really know, it probably doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would just, this is sort of adjacent to the question, if a child asks a question and you really don't have an answer, um, it's it's okay to say, well, honey, we just don't know that That's for right. sure. Um, and then engage them in a conversation about, and, and it might be interesting to find out, well, why do you ask? Right. You know, why, why is this important to you? And what you might find is there may be something else going on that has prompted this question that really is the question down deep that maybe you can provide some answers to. Um, but it's okay to... I think it's important for our kids to hear us say sometimes, I just don't know the answer to that question, you know, because it gives them the permission to wonder and to not be, you know, perfectly settled on every single thing. Um, Not saying that's, that's why you asked this or that, that even, but it just hit me as we said that to your, as we came to that answer, you know, in the end, we just don't know that um, that might've caused you to think, well, Gosh, now what I tell my kid? Right. And I just thought that's important to know. Well, and, and I to, think to, in to that remember. in that same vein, and I don't know who asked this. I don't know what your family situation is, but if if your family situation is in, in, at all similar to mine, in that for your children, um, the details, the practical details of their birth, um, were not the way that we know that God would have intended them to have happened. 
Mm-hmm. And I would even say if you have a child who has a physical disability or maybe a mental disability, and they're asking questions about mm-hmm. how does God form us and how does God create, as often my children ask, it might be of benefit for you to say, well, I don't know all the details. But then a really good question to often ask when, when your child asks you a question that kind of seems to come out of nowhere is, why are you asking this? Mm-hmm. What is it you want to know? Because I've had to have several conversations with my daughters about, you know, there are some things, you know, God does make us and God does intend certain things for us. But there are there are parts of um, human free will and there are parts of just the effects of sin in our world that get in the way. And, and and things happen not in the way that God would have intended them to. But that doesn't mean that God did not create you on purpose and with a purpose. And that God in, God has seen, seen you when you were unformed. And he's seen you now that you are formed. And that there's a lot of things in between those things. I think for kids who uh, who who don't, you know, you, you they just did not get uh, the way that God would have intended the whole thing to have gone. There's a lot of question of what we would call existential questions of why do I exist or should I exist that can become very heavy. And I know my family is not the only family in our church uh, where that is the case, where maybe mom or dad's not in the picture or there's a physical disability or a mental disability. And those are real questions. I would just encourage you as a parent that may be a better answer to this question anyways, to answer their question with a question, because mm. there may be something behind the question that that's, as we've said, the the literal answer, the practical answer to this question may not be very beneficial, but the question of why your child exists is of infinite importance, not only to them, but to God. God mm. wants them to know, I made you to know you and to love you. Mm. Uh, and that's important for them to know. So I would just, I would add that as just a caveat. I agree with all that. Oh, yeah. I think we got into a, a the not great parents uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, maybe that maybe maybe that'll be a future question on that. Which is know. coming up in a couple of days. Yeah, so. two days. We'll have another another one in the mix. That's right. If you're not watching that podcast, I do, and it's outstanding. I oh well, thank you. For I will saying. say that I've, 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 I've enjoyed it, and that's not just because I'm on some of those episodes. He is on. He's on. You're on several of the episodes. I know, I'll but say. that's not why I said. No, that. I, know, I know. I thought y'all were doing a great great work over there. I appreciate so if you're that. a parent, you're not watching it. You need to get you on. You should that. be doing it. Good yes. stuff. So, all right. Next week, uh, we have a, a a double episode. We have two questions wow. for the next episode. They are crazy. Okay. Crazy questions. It's going to get crazy yeah. next week. I must not have seen these. Did they come from Missouri? Is that an insult to our friend Sawyer? Is that an insult to Sawyer? Crazy people come from Missouri. It's true. Yeah. All right. So join us next week for the crazy two for episode, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye.